0: Hey, what's good, people? This is episode 114. This is the Option Podcast. And that is Candace Charest. What's up? <laughs> Cherie. Cherie. <laughs> <laughs> Cherie. Close. I mean, Had to what? get all French on you. The, ep- <laughs> the episode starts right now. What's good, Candace? Everything. Everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's pretty good. I actually, um, yesterday in a previous episode, I had a uh, nice long discussion about veterans, um, ho- homeless veterans and stuff like that, allowing, finding ways for them to access benefits that are there. Of, mm-hmm. of, uh, a nice long discussion about the the difference between. Throwing money at a problem and the management of said resources, which is why yeah. you could see two companies that have the same amount of money, but one's doing well and one's not. And I, I think it has. There's a correlation that suggests it has everything to do with the allocation and management of uh, or execution of those resources. So Absolutely. But I don't that know. We, we. Sure. I mean, we we might talk about homeless vets and this and that, ladies and gentlemen. Sure. This is Candice Shari, right? <laughs> Yes, sorry, okay. I got all French Chere, on you. I was like, Ch- Charest. 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 Who, 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 who wants to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it
1: is French. I even have the little doodad at the end of my name. Oh my god, what that thing's called, but yeah, my mom actually named me that because she knew in utero that I was going to be a, a singer. She always thought that I would be a singer, and I've I've been a singer my whole life, I've been performing. and all over the place in the entertainment industry for a very very long time so she gave me that name because uh, she knew and she manifested it for me so
0: <laughs> dude we the word manifest is all over your bio <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so tell me yeah. slash my people what exactly um you are um i don't even know what the title is is, is it a, a manifest specialist or is it uh, um it's de- definitely uh, I'm very very intrigued and I'm very I'm, I'm, I'm in many ways impressed that it's it's a health and wellness thing in which you you've manifested your own title. So what the what exactly is the title? Is is the title of what of what it's called if if you can compartmentalize it to a name?
1: Yeah, I mean I, I consider myself a trauma healing manifestation coach. Right. So I focus heavily on trauma healing and uh, removing limiting beliefs. And so um, I kind of do full life transformation, I guess is what you can say.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. Well, my my understanding is you, you help heal, you help I do. you help with, um, <clears throat> with different levels of life prosperity. And you definitely yeah. and you definitely help with love. <laughs> oh, no, oh, or help Helping understand love. what people love. Um, de- <laughs> Can tell tell my, tell my people and your people, okay. um, <laughs> when you use the word manifest, what do you mean?
1: Manifest is to call into your existence.
0: Mm-hmm. It is
1: a way of creating what you want to see. I huh. mean, we're all manifesting all day long, consciously or unconsciously. So you can't get away from it. It's just how the universe operates in my opinion, <laughs> so everything is manifestation. People say, well, I don't really know how to manifest. Well, you do, you just don't know that you're doing it. You don't know that everything you see in your reality is a reflection of your beliefs, your subconscious assumptions, and your um, the way that you view yourself, your self-concept. So I basically teach people how to take what their current reality is that's generally like this, you know, we're raised in a certain way, we're brought up to believe certain things by our parents, by others who are very influential in our lives, could be grandparents or whoever. And so as, you know, we're a child from zero to seven, we don't even know, we're just in full subconscious like download. So as you get older, you're still operating from that same programming, just in different forms.
0: So I guess manifest and, and a metaphor as well as a, as a literal sense is, is creating and, and creating and recreating yeah would I be constantly. would I be would I be safe yes. would I be yes, would, okay that's would I be not great, canceled by saying that way. yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah that' was a great way to say it yeah. creating and recreating yeah all the time, mm-hmm. every second you are calling into yourself something that's you know repetitive or something new mm-hmm. for you. So it's we have the choice to change anything and everything in our life. And I wouldn't say this lightly if I didn't already do it for myself, if I didn't have an incredible kind of hero journey of my own mm-hmm. to, to say, hey, it's possible for anyone in any circumstance to change their reality.
0: And I think that's the intriguing part um, because we are all born in different places, different financial situations, different settings. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Our starting blocks as far as manifesting is, is always different. Some people have to run 150 meters for the 100 meter dash. Some people yeah. you know they're you're born here and that's, that's that's it. and sometimes it just seems like there's no hope and, and, and a lot of people become accepting of that. Uh, um, it's just true. like this is just the way my life is. and um, I mean me uh, without giving away giving away my age, well, I'll just say it I'm 51 and 51 no years way. is yeah, hey, right I look good, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't cow. look fifty. I, thought you were in your 30s. I know. I, oh I, t- I, you know what I always tell my friends. I tell them I don't look fifty. I look like a like an ugly thirty-five, <laughs> ugly Cre- creeping on like little girls. Cool. Hey, little girl, <laughs> don't you look nice today? Uh, uh but <laughs> no, but but um, I've definitely had some points in my life where I'm like, all right, this is it. You know, and if this is it, I- I- I'm okay with it. You know, and mm-hmm. there's definitely some points in my life. This is it, but it can't fucking stay this way. Yes, <laughs> you know, like to sure. quote Tupac. And, you know, I'm. Mama said there'd be days like this, but I'm pissed cause mm-hmm. shit stays like this. Uh, um, <laughs> right. And your story is very intriguing because it shows a demographic of people, and and it, they're large in number. They're just not talked about because no one feels sorry for, sure. for for your type of person. All right, you you mm-hmm. um aspired to be a singer you're almost born to be a singer by name right uh-huh. uh you yeah. went out there and you kind of did your thing and you were touring and you had something that you you thought in your predetermined mind was fulfillment yeah and yet still something missing right there's something that's that's, that's that doesn't fill this certain void so I'm going to give you the floor because I promised my people I wasn't going to talk more than you. I, I, I mean, this 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 woman is truly a guest. This isn't like me inviting one of my volleyball people I've known for 10 years and we're just chilling, talking shit. Um, tell, tell, take me through. Briefly or take your time. This is a podcast. Um, You getting to a point where you thought was your level of achievement and take me to the point where you noticed there were some voids to fill and how you got there talk to me talk to me about talk to me about what you wanted to be and what you became and what was left
1: okay so back in 2008 i believe i read a little known book named twilight that most people have heard of Mm uh back when it was the biggest thing in the world I read that book after six months of somebody trying to convince me to read it. And I was like, ew, I'm not into horror. That's gross. I thought it was a horror book. Those people <laughs> no sucking
0: on your or... neck. Yeah. Uh. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so I, I read these books and instantly it, it like inspired songs from me. So I started writing music inspired by the books and I went into the studio into the, like one of the most famous studios in, in the country out here in Arizona and worked with a well-known producer and we started creating music. Well, I hired an attorney to help get it on the soundtrack for the movies. So it was listed for the soundtrack for um, the second one. It was listed for the second soundtrack, which means that they put it on a list with a bunch of other artists. And once it's in post-production, they say, okay, where does this fit with the scene? Is this gonna work? Well, because of that, i started posting on myspace back in the day when it was a thing and (laughs) started building like a huge following from that like the the amazing thing about the twilight community was they were so like all in when they liked something that had to do with it so i started to build a following the ceo of creation entertainment uh, reached out to me, Creation Entertainment. They do all of, like the biggest Twilight films, or not films, um, conventions, the so Star Trek conventions, like huge conventions. Reached out to me and wanted me to come perform at one of their events. So I performed at one of their events. It was amazing. Then I was um, brought on as their official musical act for all of their tours. I did like 12 or 13 tours around the country. It was the highlight of my life. Well, the soundtrack they kept like pushing it and pushing it and pushing it to the next soundtrack until Breaking Dawn, and then they didn't put any independent artists on Breaking Dawn because the movie was so huge. It was Beyonce and Ed Sheeran or whoever the heck, it was everybody back. So that was okay, but for me, it was like, that's what I was building up to. It was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be this huge star and have my music out there and, you know, I have millions of views on my YouTube, you know, music or whatever back in the day when it was actually hard to get views on social media, now it's very easy. Um, but after the tour ended and I didn't make the Breaking Dawn soundtrack, I just, my whole life just kind of stopped. And at the time I had a, I think he was four, my son, he's now 15. What year was that? I don't even remember. He was, he was still little and I'm like, okay, I can go back to being a stay at home mom. (laughs) That did not fulfill me, just being a stay-at-home mom. So many people it does, and I don't judge anybody for what they choose. But for me, I needed more. I always needed more in my life. So while I was touring, I became friends with a lot of the actors. A friend of mine was producing a movie. She was like, can you help me with some casting? I'm like, sure, okay. So I started getting into casting, and then I got into producing. And then I created several different projects with a friend of mine, got into film and television. Okay, great. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it. (laughs) Something's going to happen, right? Well, one of my projects crashed and burned when our investor pulled a a 180 and basically did a hostile takeover of my company and kicked me out of my own company. And um, the project later went on to fail. Well, shortly after it went on to fail, after it was taken from me, and then here I am again going, what do I do with my life? (laughs) What am I going to do with my life? At this time, um, I had another child who was about, I think, eight months old when this happened. So I'm like, okay, back to being a mom, <laughs> you know, just yeah, doing that.
0: That's took some yeah. Time
1: off. yeah, took some time off from the film television industry. Um, at this point, I was remarried because I had gotten a divorce after my ex told me, you need to quit your music career. You need to quit everything and just stay home and be a mom or I'm leaving you i said see ya (laughs) you're not gonna tell me that i can't have my dreams and my passions when i'm really good at multitasking and doing everything else it was it was fine because it was the end of our relationship anyway so i got remarried things were great for the first year and then
0: you gave him an out you let him off the hook you you (laughs) let him all right he's like he's looking for a reason to leave and he's like all right the the mom thing then (laughs) right yeah (laughs) exactly man man, the hell out of here with that dude yeah go ahead sorry
1: so It's okay so i got remarried and um really quickly really really quickly too quickly and i had been in a loveless relationship for 10 years didn't know what it felt like to be loved fell in love with someone we got married after a month of knowing each other i don't recommend that (laughs) and had two kids together so the relationship started great and then turned to very abusive and i completely lost myself i lost my my film drive my He was trying to take over my film career, everything. I lost who I was. Uh, I was five months or two weeks postpartum and he wanted to go into why I was a terrible mother and I wasn't getting up early enough even though I was up every night with this crying baby, taking care of this baby by myself. Anyway, it's not really the story, but I do want people to know that uh, I haven't had like just a privileged life where, you know, everything was hunky-dory all the time, it really wasn't. Um, Thankfully, I was able to leave that marriage and break away from that. And, um, you know, I got two beautiful children from it. But then I had to figure out how to rebuild my life. I ended the relationship with no home, no money, all of the debt. Um, I'd been a homeowner since I was 18. He came into my life with I had all of the money. I had the home. He had a van and $500 to his name. And I built a business. He got the business. Literally, Jeez. I walked away with nothing. It was it was a, a very sad story for me at the time. It is.
0: Well, it is sad because you look at the guy with only 500 bucks and living in the yeah. van and you're like, that's sexy as hell. <laughs> I, mean, <Right>. what? <laughs> I know, I know. You guys are supposed to be the smarter gender, man. <laughs> now I'm playing. I know, we were I'm, supposed I'm, to be. I'm messing with you, No, know I'm not vilifying and I'm not being judgy, I, I mean, come on. I know. We, I'm too old I don't for bullshit, this. but go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm not taking offense.
1: It, obviously, it was it was a bad choice, <laughs> but it was the choice that I needed to make because I wouldn't have the knowledge that I have now without those choices. So mm-hmm. I can't even judge it. I can't even. I've I've forgiven him. I've realized my part in in the breakdown of the relationship, the breakdown of myself, and you know started from. I had to move in with my mom. And thankfully, she had a beautiful guest house I could live in with my kids and rebuild my life. So for the last four years, I've been rebuilding my life. And I had always known about the law of attraction. I'd always known about it, but I always felt like something was missing from it. I always felt like, okay, it's great. And I've tried to use it so many times and I get so close, but something is always missing. It doesn't fully translate to living my dreams. And it wasn't until I a friend of mine sent me some books from Neville Goddard, who is the father of the Law of Assumption. He's been dead for like 50 years, but he's...
0: Yeah, 72. Of,
1: and so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so um, one of the, some of the best teachers have studied his work, like Wayne Dyer, Louise Hay, uh, I believe Joe Dispenza, I believe Tony Robbins has studied his work. Mm. So he's somebody that a lot of the big coaches that I admire and, and you know think are are wonderful in their craft um, have studied. So she sent me his information. I started reading it and I felt like I was breathing air for the first time. I said, this is what I have been missing. Yes. And and Neville teaches you he studied and he created basically the law of assumption, which is everything you assume becomes true. Everything you assume long enough and hard enough is hardened into fact, you are the creator of your reality, not the universe out there saying, well, this is meant for you, this is meant for you, you know, spirituality, woo woo stuff. It's, I'm responsible for my reality. I'm in charge. Mm -hmm. Nobody can tell me I can't have what I want. And I've always been kind of a brat that way where I didn't take no for an answer. And I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna keep going. I'm just gonna keep going. And it's what saved me. And I kept going instead of ending my life Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: feeling like, completely hopeless. Even if I wanted to, there was still this, no, we're going to keep going. We're going to find something better, that drive that's been inside of me. So I started studying his work and I've since then now have read over 300 hours of his lectures and his books and probably not to toot my own horn, but one of the most um, educated people in my niche on the law of assumption. So because of how much work I've done on it, how much I've tested my own theories and my own self and my own life. Well, I started reading it. I connected with another person who also was, was a big Neville person. She had a little Facebook group that she was building and she's like, Hey, you know, let's maybe work together. And I'm like, okay, I know business. I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always started businesses. I know how to start a business. She's coaching. She, you know, is teaching me things. And so we kind of, you know, collaborated. Well, her philosophy started to change and, and, and was not really in line with what I knew to be true. So we parted ways and I started Effortless Manifesting. And April of 20, 2020, was it? Yeah, April of 2020, I started the business. And I had like 130 people in my Facebook group and now there's 9,000 of them. And I've built a beautiful, successful coaching business and created a reprogramming method based off Neville Goddard's technique called Revision it's okay. a technique. Mm-hmm. And completely, it's completely transformed my life. I'm remarried with the most amazing person that I could ever possibly imagine. And it wasn't without a lot of struggle there too. There was a lot of issues in our relationship that I had to go and heal.
0: Yeah, you got to break all of
1: my old crap. You, <laughs> you know? got to break some eggs <laughs>
0: and make an omelet. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, and, and now I'm an expert on helping people manifest a specific person, manifest love, heal their life so that they're not constantly in this mm. programmed loop of this is what mm. I do every day. I can't do anything different, you know, because yeah. it's not their fault. It's nobody's fault that when they're unconscious, it's, it's not your fault. It's just how your programming is. It's like Microsoft Word kind of just does what it's told it uploads yeah
0: it it goes through a series of programs so your computer can function properly got it yeah um um, i guess echoing your sentiment which you said as far as changing your life and 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 seeing where you were and what what you wanted to change because this is this is very very important that you said that because anyone that's only read your you know you like your page or whatever thinks that Mm you 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 know you, you you grab the world by the balls you got it and you thought you had it all but then you still wanted something mm-hmm. more but but man did you go through some stuff and this is something i want i want you to um read um actually it was, it was on joe rogan's podcast I'm, i i follow i follow his podcast avidly but really it's limited to the guest right like yeah there's, yeah there's not a human being that's more like connected to the the universe right you got bernie sanders who's an independent you got uh ted nugent who's a hunter you got you got all yeah. all of these people that even even trump wanted to be on this podcast in which he's yeah in which he said on two occasions thanks but no thanks um mm. so basically i'll read this and you probably can't see but i'm going to zoom in on it he said my advice is you have to think of your life in terms of a temporary situation you have a finite amount of time and it could be a good time or it can suck and if it sucks, you have to fight to change it as if your life depends on it, because it mm-hmm. really does. So when you started talking yeah. about what you went through and these these ups and downs, which seem almost like residual downs. Yeah. You if there was ever an example of someone who is fighting to change her life as if her life depends on it. <laughs>
1: yes. It's so weird That's because
0: I, I, I put that quote up on my social social media platform. Um under my personal one. Um, Uh and it's, and then you tell a story like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) And and then
0: you tell a story like that. So, so nice. You, you, you took us through some of the, some of the, some of the roads that, that led to a level of prosperity. So I want to talk on different levels. Let's talk about The one that few people care about (laughs) because (laughs) right no, someone has money right they're prosperity they got a beautiful wife and this and this way but they still feel empty yeah yeah and that was something when i was reading your thing i was like you know those people have to be careful like sometimes what you if you get what you want you got to want what you got Mm -hmm. you spend your whole life wanting something and then when you finally get there and you're like Either it's not exactly what you wanted, but you and and you try to appreciate it, right? Because there are worse situations, yeah. but you think you, but you want more. Some and in some some instances, you feel like you deserve more, right? Sometimes you yeah. go through a whole bunch of shit, and you're like, "I deserve more than this," you know. Yeah, so, um, sure. some things that might I I think some things that might scare away people from you are terms that we as we as a society. Uh, associate with being, um, n- not creepy, but like taboo, like mysticism, yeah. right? That's, sure. that's a word that's used, uh, when it yeah. associated with Goddard. All right. No, I, a- I actually pulled up his Wikipedia page while I was listening, um, uh, because I did some <clears throat> reading on him, but the Wikipedia page has like this, this one paragraph summary that's supposed to define this man's, the, his, his whole fucking journey, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, mysticism, <laughs> Bible, um, um it's one of those things that are like when you start talking to someone and and you start they start using these words and they look at you like wait a minute are you trying to get me to join the army <laughs> you know <laughs> just something like that that's so weird. mysticism well self help self help is, uh, is is boss that's time tested yeah. and and there's no there's no cancel culture in sure. the world that's going to change self that's going to make right. <laughs> make um self help and in negative inference so how. You've been in the position where you've kind of feel, felt like you had it all, but there was something, something missing. What mm-hmm. was it?
1: It was knowing that I'm not a victim anymore. When we look at our life as a victim and we say, all of this has happened to me. I had no control, this and this and this. It might have been the truth at the time, until you become a conscious creator, until you know that you are creating your reality based on your beliefs unconsciously, when I stopped looking at myself as a victim and I stopped blaming the world, blaming my ex, blaming my parents, blaming whatever the heck, I felt so free to say, I don't have to feel like that anymore. I don't have to look at people and say, it was your fault. No, I'm responsible now that I'm aware that I can create and change the past, is what I actually help people do, change the past that the brain believes it's changing the past. And recreate myself. I, I can't ever blame another soul for anything that happens to me. I never, ever, ever do. I might initially go, "How? Do, okay, nope, you're right. It's, how did I create this? I have to instantly bring it back to self and say, how did I create this in my life? What is this teaching me? What do I need? Like if my husband's pissing me off, I will let him piss me off and I will say, you know what, I need some space, I need some time. And I will go in my room and I will meditate and I'll say, what is this, what do I need? And 90% of the time it's, I need some self-care time. And when I need that self-care time and I'm not taking it, it reflects in my reality. People irritate me because my higher self is saying, go take care of yourself, go get your nails done go meditate, go on a walk, do something. And as a businesswoman, you know, running your own business by yourself is difficult and you're working all the time. So I've been able to put in new things in my life that have helped me stay more balanced so that I don't stay in my masculine energy all the time, working, working, working. Um, But yeah, being a victim is really what I teach people not to do anymore. When you are a creator of your reality, you no longer can blame the world. You can't blame society. You can't blame the president. You can't blame your neighbor. You got to look at yourself and say, okay, these are circumstances. These things happened. How can I change them? How can I create even though? And that's what I did. Starting a business at the beginning of COVID, most people don't think that that's really the best idea to do. Um, but I do know also a lot of social media people have become big because of TikTok and that's actually where I grew the most, but starting a business in the beginning of COVID. You have an
0: astronomical number of followers, but go ahead.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I haven't even spent that much time on TikTok. I started recently spending a lot more time, but there was a time where I was only posting like once or twice a week. And if I went ham on it like six months ago, it would be, it it would be even bigger, but that's okay. Um, so yeah, just you know, looking at my reality and saying, even though all of these things are happening, even though COVID is happening, I am always safe. My family is always safe. My loved ones are always safe. We're always taken care of. And that has been my truth and my reality. And that's what I teach people. Don't listen to the garbage on the media. Don't listen to the news. Don't listen to any of that if you don't want to be infiltrated. No matter what's happening, you can still be safe. You can still be a part of the minority of people that are living a good life still. You don't have to suck yourself into it. You can grow. And that's not saying that people in your family aren't going to suffer from COVID and that people might die. Obviously that might still happen, but it's how you are preparing yourself for the ability to look at life and say, I got this. I got you. I got you,
0: you know? Yeah. A little side caveat before I say what I got to say about that, that I find intriguing. Okay. You're a life coach. Yes. I am. Um. I'm I guess I would say I'm a lifelong volleyball coach. I've been playing the sport for 30 years. I've been coaching for 21 and I've been doing color commentary for 10. Um, okay. But from the coaching aspect as infinitely different as people think coaching sports and coaching life are uh, the the one common denominator that has given volleyball players that I coach prosperity, and has given the I guess I, I'm, I'm by some assumption, I'm giving um, what you have done that's given your your people prosperity yeah. is the ability to take care of things you can control. Taking care, uh, for example, um, if let's say I'm coaching an NCAA team, I, um, I've coached NCAA for, for whatever. But using I was I was John Mayer's assistant at LMU for a year, just as an assistant, just just kind of like more like from the outside looking in as a dovo as a director of volleyball operations, just filming of uh, giving the coaches feedback. Um, you control the gym time to prepare your season, like your physical or whatever. You um, they we have uh, sports psychologists. You control the time you spend with them. You control. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of time you maximize what you think you need to get better at practice or whether, whether you're going to practice and just do a whole bunch of things you're good at and feeling good about yourself or, or whether you, you get your ass kicked and you're like, all right, you know, I got my butt kicked. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel good, but I didn't like not learn something today. So I, I just find it intriguing that at, at every level, at least the, the, the best of the best, the people who we, we classify as the ones who've made it you know, mm-hmm. and, and life and also succeeded as, as these elite athletes. They always take care of their, their controllables. They always take care. Those are the ones that have a heightened emphasis on things they can't control. Like in mm-hmm. and, and beach volleyball, you can't control the wind, right? If it's a windy day, and from ocean to strand, if, if, if you're trying to pass a ball and the ball goes up in the air and it starts here and it finishes like eight feet over there, you can't control yeah. that. You can control that. Um, You know, a ball hits the top of the tape, rolls over, someone, you know, someone accidentally gets an ace. You can't control those things, but you can control practicing when you can control uh, things that happen on your side of the net. So Mm -hmm. um, that was just a a side caveat that I didn't mean to go so long on, but but I thought was super necessary for all intents and purposes of what we're talking about. Yeah. and i was only interested and this is what i was going to get to i was interested because that i'm i live in something you call the bubble i live in hermosa beach california manhattan beach um Mm -hmm. it's even more of a bubble than manhattan beach now because we're because ordinance dictates that we're allowed to build roof decks and as well as patios manhattan beach you can only be grandfathered in for some certain stuff you know and and the homes are the homes that are being built are nicer but I think what I was trying to get at is I meet a lot of or I've known and and meet a lot of people who they have every, the the living the dream thing cuz I hear that all the fucking time. Yeah. Good morning. Living the yeah. dream. You know, it's just a weird <laughs> it's just a weird place. Um All right. But This guy has money. He's got the great job. He's got a beautiful wife. He's got great kids. He lives in this neighborhood that never rains. And if it does, it's beautiful. You go outside and dance in the rain because you're you're, Mm -hmm. you're you're grateful. The sun rises here on a grateful universe. If it's a cloudy day, the clouds move the fuck out of the way um, for the sunset. Uh, The clouds (laughs) move just for that. And yet some of these guys are unfulfilled. This guy actually killed himself. No one knows why. He he just this one decided mm. to end his life. You know, I'm not gonna name names inside or outside yeah. of my circle. But there were at least, and the last three years, there've been three suicides that were like, none of us saw it coming, you know, including the people that were close to them. And and they kind of mm. had it all. You know, and maybe one guy we saw it coming because he was he was he. <laughs> I don't know. We he kind of had uh, something we call a screw loose anyway. You know, so yeah. But there are people who don't sympathize with that kind of person um and they don't understand and they're dismissive right but then there's sure. the people who say i don't understand but the way they say i don't understand is i want to understand you understand the two levels of people yeah. right someone's yeah. like oh, i don't get it and they're, but there i don't get it is more judgment, you know, you know, like I had a sex sex podcaster from the Manhor podcast, you know, mm-hmm. talking about multiple partners, right? Not and someone's like, I don't get it. But, but the way yeah. he said, I don't get it. He, he ain't trying to get it. But then yeah. there's some people I was like, I don't get it. I want feed yeah. me more. So that's why. But, 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 but that's mm-hmm. why I, I came to you uh, on on a different level, because it's, it's, and it's important to talk about because people who don't have all of those things, think that them not having all those things is not as the reason they're not fulfilled mm-hmm. and right i mean who yeah. wants to talk about the problems of rich people and good-looking people who have cars and houses right please so if, right yeah. so sympathy no it's in the dictionary between shit and syphilis i don't i don't care but um <laughs> um sorry me and my maybe my description okay. but that's why i asked you when you were in a position where you thought you had it all and there was something missing, and that's why I asked you what was missing, and that was it. Yeah, okay, again, yeah, it. well, and, I totally and to, get it. Mm-hmm. And
1: to like, I want to comment on that because I think that a lot of people they have this idea of I'll be happy when they're mm. chasing the joy, right? And they're really they don't understand what they really need. They think, oh, the money's gonna bring me the happiness, which money does help. Your happiness. I'm not going to lie. Just money, right? Yeah, yeah. It helps if you're a miserable person when you got money. You're probably not going to be any happier. But Mm -hmm. if you're a relatively happy person and you get money, that money could afford a medical procedure for your family or something. You know, there's benefits to it. So I never demonize money. Money is just energy. Really, it's just an exchange of goods and services. So it's not
0: to preach. (laughs) It is what it is. Yes.
1: Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. just a way of providing things. so. um, But a lot of wealthy people, a lot of wealthy, rich, good-looking people who do end up taking their life, they're missing the fulfillment of what their soul actually says because they probably were raised to work really hard or make money, be an entrepreneur, do all of these things, but maybe they wanted to just be a travel blogger, or maybe they wanted to be an artist and just paint, but instead they're in a corporate boardroom. Instead they're opening 45 companies and doing all of this hyper masculine work when their feminine side, because every person has masculine and feminine energy. It's not gender related,
0: but <clears throat> no, but it's the best way feminine, to convey. But go ahead.
1: Yeah. Their their feminine energy screams for connection, screams for creativity. If you are a, a masculine person and you're not also nurturing your feminine energy with creative play you're gonna suffer because you're gonna be hyper focused on the task and the do and the work and the control versus mother nature is feminine getting your feet in the ground playing in the in the ocean you know uh, drawing being creative painting making music anything that's creative most of these people are probably not nurturing, their creative energy. So they're just stuck in this rut of, I got to do, I got to do, I got to do. And they're addicted to it. They're addicted to the next win, to the next, how much more can I get? You know, how much more money can I obtain? Mm-hmm. What is their real purpose though? What is their purpose in life? Is it to change the world? Is it to come up with a brand new thing that's going to save lives? Like, what is their purpose? Most of them don't know their purpose. They're just Operating from status and trying to keep up with the Rockefellers. You know what yeah. I mean? So
0: why is it, it's, no go ahead? Why is creativity and all of those things associated with feminine and the other associated with masculine?
1: Because it well, is
0: in, in, in our society it is weird like that. It's like if you're not mm-hmm. working hard enough, you're not a man. You're not like a real right. man. And, and and it's time tested. It steers this direction. And and we and I mean you, you use this as a reference, if not to convey, but to to, to understand our, our, our historical patterns as human beings mm-hmm. and, and the behavior that's consistent with it. But but I guess I am I'm, I'm and I sound like I'm pushing back a little bit and maybe I am. Why why um feminism or fem, fem, feminine is associ- why is feminine associated with creativity and all those things and masculine associated with with the other, the the whole business, the hard work and all that shit.
1: Yeah. So that's a that's a really good question. And from what I have studied about masculine and feminine energy and other teachers of this, uh, the feminine comes, it is a reflection of Mother Earth. Like Mother Earth is the creative life force. Mother Earth literally grows everything. <laughs> it is from the earth to, you know, to the sky. Like everything about the earth is creative. It's mm-hmm. building plants. It's creating oxygen for us, it is clouds, it's everything in the creative aspect is the earth. And so they associate it with the mother earth, the feminine flow is to be, and if you study feminine people, very feminine people, they tend to be more productive when their feminine energy when their creative energy is nourished. For me as a feminine woman, I. I am more feminine than I am masculine, but I if I'm out of balance and either I, I feel it. If I'm not being creative, if I'm not taking care of my body, if I'm not moving, if I'm not dancing or singing or doing something, I feel stagnant. I feel just blocked and closed and irritated and just look. So if I'm feeling like that and I go in and I do a creative task, it instantly opens me up. So yes as men if you look at children children are all feminine boy or girl it doesn't matter they are feminine they are in their feminine energy until probably puberty is when it starts to their masculine energy starts to take over if they're boys and if they're masculine people <clears throat> so their masculine energy takes over and then they're t- okay. now i gotta work i gotta work hard i gotta do all these things and you know a lot of children are raised don't show emotion especially boys don't show emotion you need to be tough How dare you cry? How dare you say anything that you need? You know, it's just kind of perpetuated from generation to generation. And it's a little bit less now than it was 50 years ago, because we're in a different, we're in a technology age versus an industrial age. You know, an industrial age, they were, they had to get out and start working at the age of 12.
0: They didn't have a choice. But we also hit a social crossroads, too, in the last few years, too. I mean, 50 years ago, right, women... Or I mean, there's a lot of women that didn't even have a job. I mean, women weren't allowed to right. wear pants in church. <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and when they yeah. did get a job, they were getting paid seventy cents on a dollar. So I mean, yeah. so there is that. The reason why I even brought that up is because there there is a shapeshifting, of, a metaphorical shape-shifting on what people associate with being masculine, or whatever. You you associated yeah. dancing with feminine. Um, I grew yeah. up in Brooklyn, New York. You know, I I, I grew up learning how to break dance, but <laughs> There wasn't a yep. there's not a female break dancer. There was only one female break dancer, a rock steady or or. or or whatever they were so yeah so so uh, um i i, I it doesn't like, mean you're no, you're a feminine no. person if you like
1: dancing no either. it's just, no but it's just
0: something that's widely accepted that way mm-hmm. because we're having this conversation and for the best way for like people to understand you, you steer it that direction people are like oh they get it you know, but yeah. at the same time, yeah. I didn't want people to, to be like, what's she trying to say? Only, oh, only women do that. Only I don't, you, you, you weren't trying <laughs> no. to say that, you know what I'm saying?" No. So I so I pushed back a little bit, but it was for a real it was for a, a reason. I appreciate uh, that. It was a reason where people don't use what you're trying to say, which is really 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 important. I, I mean, I, I, I we stumbled onto this importance. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm just here talking <laughs> shit, but I, this is. But I didn't want them to take that as a straw man, straw person fallacy. To sure. um to to shift, what your what your your point was to begin with, which was inner inner happiness and and finding yeah. ways to it to achieve that and this and that. Here's my other question that I, I was kind of writing down while while you were talking to me. Um. Rhetorical question: How okay. important? How important is forgiveness? It's everything. Like, as far as your your achievement and this and that. It's
1: literally everything because. Forgiveness, like I talked about earlier about being a victim, when you feel like a victim, you can't forgive
0: mm-hmm.
1: because you're still harboring all of these feelings. And woe was me, woe was me, woe was me. You know, I could sit and I could talk for an hour or two or three or four about my past relationship and about how miserable it was and the abuse that I struggled with. But I've since understood that I was unconscious. I didn't understand what was happening. I would never let that happen again. You know, I know now not to ever allow another person to treat me this way. Um, but I have forgiven him so that I'm not holding that. And I forgive myself mo- mostly. First and foremost, I forgive myself That's for big. being unconscious. It's okay. It's, you know, I, I do mirror work several times a week where I look in the mirror, I talk to myself in the mirror, look in my eyes. If you've never done this, it will change your life. And... Um, I talk to myself and I I forgive myself. I say, I love you. I, f- I forgive you. Please forgive me. Thank you. Thank you for my beautiful life. I love you. And I would say 80% of our population has never practiced mirror work because they weren't taught and raised to look in the mirror and say, I love you. Mm-hmm. You might look in the mirror and be like, yeah, you look good today. Cool. You know, your outfit looks nice or whatever, but who actually looks in the mirror and says, I love you. And when you start practicing this, You'll probably cry, you'll have emotions come out, and it can really transform your life. It was the beginning of my transformational stage was starting with mirror work. So yeah. forgiveness is really it really is everything because you're you're just you're taking the responsibility and saying, I'm responsible for my He
0: things really fast. Sorry, your um your sound is out. Hold on one second. Your sound is out. Your sound just, um, your sound uh, moved to a, your sound moved to a different channel.
1: Okay, there we go. Sorry. All right, cool. My phone, my phone is connecting to my car. My husband just got home, no, I guess.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> someone in the car is like, who is that? I'm like, who are you? You <laughs> <laughs> said that? Yeah. No, someone oh said, God. who is that? And I'm just like, I don't know who that is. Okay. But... I'm
1: so sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. But... Um, no, that that was know. actually hilarious. I don't even think I'm going to edit that part out. <laughs> I think I think we're just going to leave that real. in just because it was it's fun. Just real. Yeah. So. But there's something liberating about um not having someone live rent-free in your head. Yeah. Uh there's something 100%. freeing about saying, "You know what? It's, it's all good. You can I mean, forgive and forget or 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 or, uh, I mean, they're not always kissing. They're not always strange. Um, sure. Married to each other, but they are yeah. they are kissing cousins. Um, yeah, you know. I mean, you can forgive them and forget them in that regard. But, sure. But there's nothing more liberating, and at the same time, the burden of responsibility. Uh, um, it's such a weird cross crossroads, right? Because forgiving seems easy, and it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, like let's say someone, let's say someone cheated on someone, right? like the power, the, per, the person's power to forgive, it sucks because now it feels like the burden's on them and they weren't mm-hmm. the one that did the cheating. <laughs> right? right, the burden's on them to, to, to put it into this box and say, hey, you know, I forgive you. And that sucks, yeah. you know? So I yeah. mean, there's certain levels of forgiving the transgressions. And, and it's scary because, Candace, it's getting worse. It's getting worse because of I don't mean this to put everything under the general blanket of cancel culture. Yeah, Um, it was once said by, I guess I'll say Joe Rogan, but but amongst uh, many people, it's very easy to take your worst moments. um, To take you and your personality and things that uh, someone's looking for something they like about you something they don't like about you. It's very easy to go into your past and take your worst moments the worst times in your life and forget knock out all the good stuff and just say that's who you are as a collective whole it's very mm-hmm. easy for if you uh, as you continue to build your brand and your faces out there somewhere along the way someone's going to find something something you said 10 years ago <laughs> where you weren't that person and you mean to say it or you were that yeah. person but you're you're but it was two decades ago and you're and right. you're, you're far removed from that person and to attack you um yeah. And those kinds of people never apologize because they think there's no forgiveness because they don't have the power to forgive. Mm-hmm. In in a world where it's the death penalty for every little thing you do, mm-hmm. who the hell is gonna say I'm sorry? Who the hell is gonna right. say I'm sorry if there's no power to forgive? And this is this is my my way of conveying the the the, the, the um the the your testament. On, on how important it is for us as a society to, to understand things, to forgive people and move on, specifically with, with things that are, we're, we're acutely aware of what, what happened like 15, you know, 20 years ago. I mean, mm-hmm. like, for example, there's a politician, right? I think that um, there's a politician that wanted to be a, no, a, a a judge that was like, gonna be an SGA or something like that. And he had like a blackface thing, like in 1979, he went to a Halloween mm-hmm. party. I'm like, do you think the guy's racist? come on stop you know and i'm mixed my mom's black my father's white so so and i'm like do you do you actually think that guy's racist do you think that's who he is now that was 1979 right you know you're not gonna give him this job he's not this guy or this guy deserves to lose his job from from something that happened back then and because We 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 find these worst moments as a society because we're hypersensitive, especially because of the electronic age and the information age, and because <laughs> we don't we lack the power to forgive less and less and less. There's not going to be any fucking ownership. It's not. I mean, yeah. it's getting it's it's getting worse, and this is again, this is where you come to the rescue. But you know, with which <laughs> which. You know, I mean, I, I did a lot of reading up on you when Amber, when, uh, Amber our mutual friend, was like, mm, yeah. you're gonna like this girl." I'm like, "Okay," I'm like, <laughs> "You know," but Something. when I started reading, I was like, "What mysticism? Fuck that! What, I'm not, what? <laughs> Re- reprogramming? Oh shit!" <laughs> you know, <laughs> do you understand? I mean, like, some of these words are yeah. scary as hell, right? And and then here I am, finding myself looking for these 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 worst these these moments where I could be all judgy and shit. You right. know and this, and and mind you you didn't even come on the podcast yet so so it's it was one of those things where i'm i'm just admitting that that i, I was skeptical but this the but it was more just about just hey just read <laughs> read <Yeah. laughs> you know yeah. look so so um i think i want to stay with this a little bit before we talk about re- reprogramming as a definition on okay. this and that but sure. but um the reason why the power of forgiveness is so strong because absent of it we 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 slowly turn in, we're slowly turning into what what we're becoming this this death penalty for every little thing you do you know you you mm-hmm. said something 5 years ago you you're fired now you right. know? um and you you forgive people cuz maybe 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 that maybe that guy you know 500 bucks living in his van maybe he's different now Maybe he looks yeah. back on that and, and is like, man, I wish I could have done that different. And I wonder what she's up to. Oh, cool. I Google search her. She's doing great. I'm so glad she's <laughs> doing great. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Maybe he's a different person. Just mm-hmm. people have to understand that they can change because people yeah. don't won't look for fulfillment. And it's, I'm bringing this Kanye West full circle because they are like, people are like, what the hell is Jason talking about? But I bring it <laughs> full circle. And thanks for your patience on this. Of uh, that it goes back to um, not accepting Things that, that that don't fulfill you. Yeah. I've been I've been in an age where I live check to check like you. I, I mean, mm-hmm. we I went through the, the whole, I went through the whole caveat. It was crazy because you said every something that everybody can identi- identify with I, and um, overwhelmed by my past pain and trauma, uh, bouncing from one relationship to to, relationship to relationship with no idea on how to keep love living paycheck to paycheck confused exhausted and uncertain of how to make my biggest dreams a reality anxious and depressed at some point never mind 50 at some point even in your mid-20s you're going to experience most if not all of these things and i guess what i'm trying to say that's taken me a long time to say is we don't have to, to look at this situation and say you know what if that's what my life is i'm good Mm-hmm. it's not You're not good. And, right. And, and it's not good. Why settle? And it's not good. Love is mm-hmm. not the absence of misery. It's the presence of happiness. Yeah. So ooh, that's I'm patting good. that one. That <laughs> but um, <laughs>
1: put that on a I meme. Mean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> freaking patting that man. I don't want somebody yeah. taking that one from me. And that's where you come in. That's where you come in. And if there's anything you want to add to what I just said. Um, uh-uh. let's do it. flows yours. Oops, Sorry. Sorry. I'm like, who's that? People be
1: calling me in the middle of our... <laughs> I know. Yeah. Hey, hey. So, hey, you up. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> you up. <laughs>
0: I've had a couple of those. That's listen. We listen. When we're in our twenties, we we get those at two o'clock in the morning. When we're yeah. when we're in our, our like thirties, forties, and fifties, we get those like eight o'clock in the morning. Are you right. up? start. <laughs> so same message, different time. Yeah, exactly. So anything you want to add to what I just said about not settling, about not because there are some people that it's happened so long, it's so residual, and that does, doesn't seem like there's any hope you know uh, of any yeah. any it's certainly no change for the better maybe change for the worse oh, it's, it's yeah. almost um absurdism like it's it's very consistent with theater of the absurd right this yeah. circular action where you're you know every act you're right back where you started from except it's a little bit worse like Beckett, yeah. like waiting for godot we're rhinoceros maybe maybe um maybe some man equals man i'm not gonna attack breck like that but but um sorry floor's is yours accepting (laughs) accepting this versus not accepting this
1: yeah i i always live by the philosophy of i do not take no for an answer and that includes how i view myself what do i what i allow and Mm -hmm. uh, neville always says not to take no for an answer persist have brazen impudence which means persisting and until you get what you want Mm -hmm. live in that mindset until you get what you want So just because your circumstance says XYZ, that is a direct reflection of your beliefs. That is a direct reflection of your unconscious assumptions that have been created forever or for five years or two years or however long you've been focusing on that one thing. And so you can change that. You can change how you view yourself. You can change how you show up for yourself. And it will reflect it doesn't have a choice but to reflect because that's the way the law of assumption works. So never, ever, ever settle for less than the best for yourself. That's what I teach people. If you want the best, you freaking get it. Mm-hmm. Don't let anybody tell you no. Imagine all of the successful people that we both know if they took no for an answer. We wouldn't have an iPhone. We wouldn't have Oprah Winfrey. We wouldn't have, I mean, half the people.
0: Wouldn't have because. <laughs>
1: We wouldn't have nothing, you know, because those people would have been like, oh, yeah, someone said no. Okay, I'm going to go back to my 9 to 5.
0: Let's go home, boys. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So, no, I I am very adamant when I teach people in all of my videos and my social media and, and one-on-ones, do not take no for an answer. I don't care what the circumstances is. It's just a reflection of your beliefs. You change your beliefs, your whole universe will conform to your new belief. It is why people, when they change when they all of a sudden are saying, everything is working out for me, and they, you know, revise, they, they change how they see themselves, their self-concept changes, all of a sudden, they're getting new job opportunities, more money is flowing to them, and they're not necessarily trying to have that happen, but it's a reflection of their belief. You take someone who's miserable, who's negative, who's always like, nothing ever works out for me, and guess what? Nothing ever works out for them. You are what you believe
0: period. Yeah, because it's proven. Yeah, well, because sooner or later that attitude emotes and then to the people yeah. the people who are looking at you from the outside in or from the inside in, you become something mm-hmm. we call that person right yeah who the hell wants yeah. to hire that person they're just negative all the time who wants to be associated with that person so mm-hmm. so you're, you're you're right there is you know look i'm from new york i'm I, there's not a you're not going to find a bigger hater uh, on some on certain levels than me yeah. you know just i mean yeah. to me in my mind I'm, I'm just calling it what it is but to other people's mind it's like damn you know can't can we just can't you just chill and watch some football <laughs> with us you know or whatever so mm-hmm. so i mean yeah. that, that's just on a more simplistic level um reprogramming, all right, is a scary word to some people. It's like, wait, you're trying to turn me from gay to straight or something or or, uh, reprogramming. Wait, you're trying to get me to join this cult, this religious Uh cult. But and I think the word reprogramming gets a bad rep because at the end of the day, when you change your life and you change the way you do things, you're reprogramming. When Mm -hmm. you change your diet, you know, you stop eating, uh, 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 what? vanilla Swiss almond haagen every single night by the pints mm-hmm. you, you you have in essence reprogrammed <laughs> you know okay. I'm clean yeah. since 2013 uh, um <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I went to the meetings and everything no I'm kidding okay. but um <laughs> hi I'm Jason I'm and I'm a Haagen-Dazs addict hi Jason yeah. <laughs> so um yeah so I wanted to get that out of the way before we tackled Uh, uh, what your interpretation and and what reprogramming means to to your wheelhouse and what you're doing and this and that Mm -hmm. so um, everybody out there don't be scared we all reprogram okay you know you reprogram the way you have sex yeah all right you you know it's not you know got to make sure she she you know she's happy first right (laughs) changes the way you have sex right you just you just you just reprogrammed so um Shit. Yep. Anyway, can we come back from that one? Uh, um... Yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love this girl. I love this girl. <laughs> All right. Hey. Re- so, reprogramming—what it means to you, and how to, how it applies to your to to your lo- your wheelhouse, your line your line of work and play.
1: Yes. So, Neville Goddard created a technique called revision, and he actually had—if you read his work on revision—I um, I have to like pull up the information of the article on it, but. <clears throat> He told several well-known scientists in the um, kind of the neuro kind of space, Uh, not neuro as like space, outer space, but like um, what Joe Dispenza does kind of like neuro mind kind of things. He he talked to several people in that industry Mm -hmm. and told them about this, how you can go back in time in your imagination and change the past and it will have a cumulative effect on your reality right so the first the guy was like i don't believe you yada yada so i think it was like a year later or something like that and i could be butchering the story so forgive me if i am but he got a message from this this uh, scientist who was like you're right this is this is real we're practicing it and i can't believe it i cannot believe quantum physics i think is what i was trying to say um that this is real so the art of revision is to while you're in a hypnotic state, when you're in your subconscious state, you go back in time to a memory. Let's say it was a childhood memory. Your dad left you at eight years old. All right. Just for an example, your dad left and you felt terrible. Obviously dad left. I'm, I'm abandoned. All of your relationships you've, you've attracted for your partner to leave for you to be highly triggered all the time. <clears throat> you don't understand it. Okay, great. I can figure out what it is and like minutes on the phone with you but we go back in time we see that memory i will literally take you back to that memory after you're meditated after we're done listening to one of my meditations that i've created and i will have you observe yourself as a younger person so i will have you watch your younger self experiences for 30 seconds this isn't like emdr where you're in this pain for months and months and months i don't know if you know anything about emdr but Um, it can work, but it's also very exhaustive and very painful. So I've actually worked with a lot of people who've done EMDR and came to me and they were like, this is so much better. This is so much faster, easier anyway. So you observe it for 30 seconds and then I have you take your younger self out of the situation. And then we go and implant a new and wonderful concept of dad, that dad was always there for you. Dad took you on vacation. You have a conversation with dad. I play out like a whole 30 minute scene with you, your younger self. And your father, 99% of the time when we're done with the session, the people are crying and saying, I can't believe I feel so much better about my parent. I can't believe all of this anger I was feeling is gone. The reason that it works so well is because the brain only remembers trauma associated with the memory. So you change the memory, the trauma erases. The trauma goes away. It no longer has the pain that it's been holding on to so it's very quick most of my clients see me four to six times to work on their childhood memories or their past relationship memories and they feel like a brand new person well immediately they feel like a brand new person but you know there's more than one person in your life that affected you so we go and we focus on the concept of the people in your life instead of reprogramming 150 memories like they do with other methods uh and i've had a client who hadn't spoken to her father in 12 years They had a terrible relationship. She was like, I'm ready to move past this. I'm ready to forgive him. We went we did a reprogramming on her dad. Two weeks later, she reached out to me. She said, or no, she told me two weeks later, her dad reached out to her to rekindle their relationship after 12 years. Many stories like this of people have had full transformation of self and their person that was involved also forgets all of that. Because your brain is just reflecting your beliefs, so you change your belief about something, and it opens up space because you've been <laughs> blocking people energetically for so long, and you know holding back, uh, holding back your full potential because you've been angry, you've been hurt, you unconsciously a lot of times.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: So it's very quick. It's very effective and powerful.
0: So as far as reprogramming, for example, like the the whole dad thing, using that as an example, because that's where we are. um, Do you basically create a a whole new identity or do you just uh, or or do you take the moments of happiness to overshadow the the, the trauma?
1: We take a whole new identity of your father.
0: Holy, so, if, holy da, if dad was, <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. If
1: dad was terrible, dad mm-hmm. now is amazing, and your brain, ninety-nine mm-hmm. percent of the time, will believe it right away, because mm-hmm. of how we're doing it and how I take people to have a conversation with their parent too in their imagination, and they're able to say everything they need to say to their parent. It works for parents who've been passed as well. My dad died five years ago, and I've done a lot of work on him, mm-hmm. and it's been transformative for me. And also for my clients, we've had parents that have passed on.
0: How long does that Um, stay away? Permanently.
1: Huh? It's permanent if you do the homework that I tell you. So I always give people very specific journaling to do, very specific mirror work to do, and, and letter writing to do to help maintain that new conscious state. If you are... You know you do the reprogramming and then the next day you're like, Oh, forget this. I'm gonna start talking crap about my parents again. You can jump back into that old state of mind, but to stay there permanently, there's a couple things that you want to do, kind of like maintenance. It's like you go, You've got cancer, you got a tumor in your brain, you pull the cancer out, but then you go back smoking or whatever caused your cancer, mm-hmm. it can grow back, yeah. you know. But <clears> if you <throat> work on your body, <throat> you work on your mind, and you maintain you will see change. Like I've yet to have someone say, nah, that didn't work for me. I've yet to have somebody say that, you know, sometimes it does take a couple days to sink in because their brain's like, what just happened to me? You know, most people are in tears. Most people are like, I cannot believe how much better I feel. I I mean, it's so transformative that it shocks me still to this day that how well this works,
0: but it just does. Just well, us. I would suggest it works because the things that happen to you in your childhood that affect your psychological growth causes other things to happen to you where even science can't comprehend what the, what the mm-hmm. hell one thing has, has to do with the other, right? One, for example, one uh, for example, I was molested by my piano teacher, um, and then I stopped failing. I started failing science and math class right what the hell do those two things have to do with each other nothing mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or something because you're you're still uh putting together you're still like you said building a character armor or you're building yeah. these things that that um shape who you are from a toddler to a child to a child to a teenager to a teenager to a young adult to a adult, young adult to a full adult can, yeah and it can it and it's it's a lifelong process, but like the completion of that psychological development where you can function like a mammal that could happen at 25 that could happen at 20, you know, yeah. and um, You ever see Silence of the Lambs?
1: I'm not a horror fan. I could right. not bring myself to see that
0: right. unfortunately. Well, without scaring the, the shit out of you too much Arch. Um, <laughs> um agent starling is an uh fbi kind of a rookie right that has to mm-hmm. get de- get in the head of a psychiatrist because mm-hmm. the psychiatrist might have information on how to catch a serial killer named buffalo Bill. Mm-hmm. so they warned her just ask the questions on the paper don't 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 you do not want this guy in your head <laughs> hannibal <laughs> Lecter is, is, is anthony hopkins right yeah and it's and jodie foster of course is agent starling so basically he gets in her head and she tells this story about um she was at a farm and her uncle would would, you know to slaughter lambs or whatever and this and Mm. that so she couldn't take it one day and one night she just opened the 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 fence or whatever and freed them to 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 get out of there so the uncle got mad sent her away and he eventually caught them all and killed them anyway and Mm. she would continuously have nightmares recurring nightmares of the lambs uh, uh whatever so I think his question was in the through line of the entire movie, skipping through all the bullshit. And he says, say, so do you feel like if you catch Buffalo Bill, that these lambs, I just stop having these nightmares and the lamb stop screaming. Mm-hmm. And she just goes, I don't know. <laughs> and he goes, thank you, Clarice. You know, and I think mm-hmm. it wasn't about coming up with the answers. It was just posing the question of sure. where one thing normally seems has nothing to do with the other. How are they connected? Y- mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and they're connected yeah. because, like you, uh, I I think it's probably why you've been so prosperous in healing some of these people. Yeah, because they they have to be able to give up this certain control. Uh, uh these these laws of assumption that they grew up with versus versus what, what really is, and what really is is how you feel, it's your state of mind, and that's it's yeah, it's it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. I mean, like I said, I I hear reprogramming. I'm like, you want me to? You're trying to get me to join the army, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, no, I try, awesome. <laughs> no. Listen, you've been in your true trade so long. You you you, you um you are you might be oblivious to the to the the to uh, of people's um hesitancy. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, and me, yeah. I, I'm less I'm less so because my I'm I. I've reached that achievement of happiness already. That, sure. that, that happened to me a few years ago and you, and you see it in my eyes. You can talk you sure. and your, and your feel, you can talk to me for 30 seconds and you see I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm good. Yeah. So, yeah, um, sure. I really am dude. It's, it's, it's kind of a trip. <laughs> it's kind of a trip, but yeah. the reason why I brought up that story is because that was one way of her Dealing with some we call it retrospective action in theater, we call it retrospective action, dealing with something that happened in your past. So you're able to get on with the no, what some people perceive to be a normal future life. So mm-hmm. you're what you're doing just seems just another way to skin that cat. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And it seems like a, I mean, you're batting a 1000 right now, it seems like a pretty good yeah. seems like a pretty good way. Um, talking without Without giving away too much information, I'm sh- you run into a, um, a slew, a, a bevy of personalities, which might, to some people, require more work or less work or this or that. So, mm-hmm. As far as heightened personalities, maybe people who had PSD or, or people who were just fucked up from what happened in their mm-hmm. childhood, um, do you find all of the personalities and working with them the same or do you find some of it more work? to to help shape to help shape who they are.
1: Yeah, if them. a person has really struggled with a lot of abuse in their life, mm-hmm. physical and emotional abuse, they need more sessions because they have a very stubborn mind. Mm-hmm. Their mind is like so wrapped up in the events that it's very hard for them to uh, fully let that go. So, I do have some clients I've seen for a while who've been through the most horrific things, but who are now happy. thriving in a way that they would have paid a million dollars to, to feel. And and because they finally were like, okay, I'm, I'm going to let this go. I'm going to let this go. I really am going to be happy. So there are some clients that do take a little bit more time because they're just, their brains are more stubborn. And then others who don't have the same trauma who can come in and be like, yeah, I'm ready to get rid of this. And you know, their limiting beliefs weren't that big. And it's like pretty instant for them. So it, it just really depends on your background. But I don't think anybody's a lost cause.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's everyone's fear. Like what if they go through all this and, and, and everything that happened rears its ugly head again, you know? Mm-hmm. But man, you got something that's happening on a permanent, if not indefinite basis, which is, um, yeah, which is impressive, and, and- which is absolutely impressive. So. Um, yeah, that's good work. It's good work. Thank I, I mean, I got to where I go. Uh, I mean, if I knew you back then, it would have been easier um, instead of the path that I had to steer to get me, you know, to get me sure. to back to where I am. You know, I mean, sure. Me, the, my inciting incident is I was a returning adult student. Uh, well, I just got divorced. My wife, she left me like this, is like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then I ran into a theater professor that talked about the movie and the movie and retrospective action and this and that. And all of it incited me to just go back to school and finish school. I I auditioned for Marymount, got in, you know, in the BFA program, Bachelor of Fine Arts, which at the time was ranked number two in the country. Mm -hmm. And so there were certain people like that that helped the combination of people that helped me get to where I am. Because at that time, living in a basement apartment, living check to check, for a job that was probably ready to fire me, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And uh, got out of the military, gained a bunch of weight. I was like 265 pounds. Uh, I got as high as 265 right now. I'm like 210, wow. to 211, yeah. you know. But my 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 ideal weight is 200 even, cause where my sh- you can see where my shoulders are, see my wingspan, hips, uh-huh. and everything. So, so it was crazy because that theater professor helped. Um, I had a class called Movement for Actors by a, a, a professor named Faith Simpson. She's pu- published on something called Luce, the Lucid Body, Lucid okay. Body Movement, understanding the ma- seven major chakras of the spinal cord. Um nice. Right. Uh, the seven major chakras are kind of like, one is like your groundedness. Um, yeah. So, yeah, of course. Um, two is your ability to feel. Three is your ego identity. Four is like your heart ability to love and be mm-hmm. loved. Fifth is kind of... Um, the The ability to speak in here, the truth. Six mm-hmm. is the ability to see. seven yes, sure. is the ability to know. So, right, yeah. and all of these are somehow connected to the spinal cord, from the the coccyx to the sacrum, to the lumbar, to the thoracic, to the cervical spine, seven vertebrae over here, to the occipital bone. So, so it's one of those things where, through meditation and through exercise, through her expertise, we're able to explore the the strengths, the explosions of those chakras. Mm-hmm. And I'm not getting religious here. It was just it was just a teaching. tool. No, for, it was, a, it was a, more of a scientist, scientific teaching tool for actors. So we can yeah. portray characters, older people who, you know, someone's, you know, repressed. They, we have to know their slumped shoulder. Someone's like a, a challenger defender. So it just helped us become better actors to understanding yeah. the, the lucid yeah. body. So the opposites of these things, right? Groundedness is fear. Um, the ability to feel is guilt um ego is shame fourth uh is grief uh lies whatever detachment mm-hmm. um blindness shit like that so mm-hmm. um and you had to take it for a year so because um in mm-hmm. acting um when you take a, an act, a class for your major you're stuck with that same person in the fall and the spring and no one wanted her because she was an adjunct or whatever but after the first semester everyone was trying to get in that second wow. everyone was trying to get in that spring in fact they kicked me out i registered and my registration didn't go through and i'm like no you fucking asshole! no no i <laughs> no i look you stuck me with this chick and, and i yeah. want to keep her so yeah um but so her uh gordon farrell who, who's very very big on um Certain styles of theater that help affect real human behavior, albeit mm-hmm. in imaginary circumstances, I don't really say how that how 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 different that is from kind of what you've been doing you know i mean there's a differences of mm-hmm. course, but it's real human behavior in imaginary circumstances you shape your you reshape your mind, you reshape your level of thinking and then you and and, and eventually you become this, yeah, and it's fucking crazy it <laughs> you is. know it is. yeah it's it's yep. it's what religion has promised you. You know yeah. uh, that that you seem to be delivering uh, um, yeah. you know again, batting a thousand, so <laughs> yeah, um, oh man <laughs> <laughs> we're, I mean, dude, I've had some podcasts that last two hours, I've had one whatever I, I i only told myself i was I was you know I didn't know what you had to do after this, but sure. we're, we're we're like an hour in um so how long have you been doing this
1: since well as a as a prac as a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, April 2020. Wow. I've been studying Neville since 2019, mm-hmm. early 2019, but actually doing it as a practice for others. Here's uh, a right a, when COVID happened.
0: Nice. Here's a Wikipedia poll on who Neville is. Born in Barbados. Okay, his mentor was a was Kabbalah. Okay, oh Kabbalah.
1: Abdullah. Did They get it wrong if like they, they probably did. got it wrong.
0: His name Hell is yeah, got it wrong. Deletionism is a real thing, Wikipedia. Oh yeah. my god! So, yeah, yeah,
1: Wikipedia is not always
0: right for no. sure. <laughs> and, like, again, let's, let's use a whole bunch of words that try to scare people off uh-huh. <laughs> Bible, mysticism. So, I mean.
1: The yeah. day this the,
0: sound- the day that Bible becomes associated with mysticism and like and like something crazy. We're we're I mean yeah. look, I'm not uh, I'm not a Jesus super freak or anything, but mm-hmm. I'm like, what when the hell are we be scared of the Bible? What's what what the hell's wrong with a book that says I know. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with a book that says don't cheat on your wife, don't kill right. nobody, don't steal shit, right? right? Don't don't lie. You know, yeah. take a day of the week and chill. You know yeah. <laughs> what, what's what, <laughs> come on, you know, I mean, well, again, that's just our human uh, this. I don't know if it's woke culture or cancer culture, but this thing where we can take the worst things of something and yeah, and use it as a scare tactic. Like there are certain things in the Bible that are fucking scary too, right? And, you yeah, you know, um, and stories and this and that. May, if I'm lying, may God strike me down with lightning. And then the next line, and God struck him down with lightning. <laughs> of course, of course, Old Testament. Yeah. <laughs> so, you started. So you're, you're 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 into this, huh? Literally a year and a half into this. Yep,
1: year and a half into this. And, um, I, I know you were going to ask me, by the way, I have about 15% battery left on my phone, so okay, I'll yeah. tell you when it goes off again, <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, you were going to ask me about Amber and how I know her. Um, I created a, uh, a VT with, with Bradley Lightspeed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm going to be on his podcast on next Tuesday, I think on the 12th, I'll be on his podcast. Yeah. So I'm excited about that um, which was really fun to come on your podcast first. I'm really, cool. really glad that we got to do this.
0: Um, yeah, but Amber works
1: for Brad. So nice. She, she's been helping me get my system up and running. I, you know, filmed everything with them and launched my, uh, my virtual training platform, uh, a couple weeks ago, I think officially launched it. And, um, it's beautiful. Anybody can join for free. And I have about eight videos in my free course that people can go and watch and like learn from me Um and then I also have a like a VIP group where there's like 113 videos like 56 hours of my content for like a fee every month that you get to have group coaching with me like it's it's really cheap. it's too cheap it's really cheap yeah, they
0: get um, off but cheap. then I have <clears throat> what yeah they get off cheap <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah exactly and then I have mm. a love course that I just created how to manifest love but my love course what's so different about it is it's mm. not just how do you manifest love? It's literally teaching you every single teaching that that I talk about and breaking it down and the meat and potatoes of it to transform your whole life. So even if you didn't want to manifest love, you would get your whole life transformed just listening to this course. So it really covers the whole life. Because really love is the construct of the universe. It really is. Like it's everything. It's everything. Yeah. So And when to, and
0: when you emote that, that shit is golden. Yeah. You know, people that that see from the outside in that want that see something special about you, and they're like, "What is it about What is it about you?" It emotes, yeah. it, it, you know. And I mean, people say they they don't they can only believe or acknowledge what they see. I'm telling you, what you feel yeah. based on what you see is a real freaking thing. Yeah. And I'm really glad to talk to someone who that that's in in their wheelhouse to talk to yeah. to, to say Absolutely. these things. You know, I
1: always say <clears throat> I always say if it's not love, <clears throat> I don't identify with it. Yeah. And I'll ask myself if something happens, and I say, okay. What am i feeling is this love or is this fear if it's fear i don't need to speak about it to another person mm-hmm. if it's love okay i will lovingly address you but if it's fear it's something that i need to go and break down within myself and say mm-hmm. what is this teaching me what's the message
0: yeah you know off so, camera i'd love to tell you a story of what <clears throat> with my significant other um kelly we're together 10 yeah. years but there was a a certain trip and there was a question that that changed our that changed our relationship forever and it was uh, yeah yeah and, I'd that's, love to hear it. and that's yeah that's not everybody's business i said it once in the podcast sure. but I, i'm she's not comfortable with me talking about her so yeah no
1: problem so call I'll, me anytime
0: i'll tell you off camera but <laughs> okay before we go before your battery dies you were you were uh promoting and telling people where they can find you and this and that so let's be a little bit more acute let's be more specific okay. on particular sites um what's the name what's the name of your website what's the name of your instagram handle on your tiktok people want to know more about Candace, Candace, I need you to save my life. Candace, I just want to love Candace. I'm tired of all this trauma <laughs> bullshit. Candace, I'm broke. I'm broke. I need some money. How, how can I get with Candace? Well, my
1: website is effortlessmanifesting.com. Very easy. Everything you need is on there. It will link you to my virtual training platform. It will link you to my love course. It will link you to my social media, uh, my Facebook groups. I have a Facebook group right now that you can join for free. That's got almost nine thousand members in it. Mm-hmm. I go live in there, all sorts of stuff. My TikTok handle—they don't really. Oh no, the, the TikTok handle is the same, effortless manifesting. So if you type that into the top, there's a couple copycats, but they don't have any
0: videos. So right. people trying to be me, but they can't. Uh, and uh, I and then, know some of them try to rhyme, but they can't rhyme like this. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: uh, and then Instagram is um, effortless manifesting. LLC. I had to add that because someone had my name originally I was like,
0: What are you doing with my name? So effortless manifesting LLC. Yeah, I got to do it. I, I got to do a a INC next and an ink next to my option podcast. Right? No. dude, what's up yeah. with people? You know,
1: yeah. trying to
0: <laughs> trying to hook on and pull back like a horse. Nah. Okay. Alright, so cool. Um, wow, I guess that's it. Um, this is an awesome, awesome episode. Amber Thank thought you so much. that she'd be a good guest a good fit for what I'm trying to do with with my podcast. Um, I'm redoing my website for everybody else the option I use I only put it up so people knew knew can know where to find the audio and the video ver, uh, versions of these. But mm-hmm. none of it's had legs of its own. And now that I know why I'm doing the podcast because I didn't know why I didn't. Yeah, before now I know and now now I know my four pillars. This is definitely an under the category of health and wellness and just better in life and this is this is this is what this is about this is about me posing the question using those four pillars entertainment current events health and wellness and sports um which is my wheelhouse so Mm -hmm. so listen for everybody out there candace might love you but i i you know i usually say i don't love my can't stand it but today no i think i love all of y'all too i think (laughs) i love i love each and every one of you just because this woman came on this show. All right. That's so right. for all of you at home, for all of you about <laughs> to get some lunch at the lunch line for all of you on your iPad for all of you on your desktop, who runs the world old school old school for all of you on your droid for Candace <laughs> Charette. <laughs> this is episode 114 of the option podcast. I'm Jason debeas I'm gonna hit my music stay with me. We're out.